Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford, joined, as always, by my trusted colleague, Weston Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field. Wes, a few days removed from Thursday Night Football at Lambeau Field, and it was not an enjoyable evening for the Packers. The final score, 34-20. to The Detroit Lions come in and take over first place in the NFC North. And quite frankly, there was not a lot that went right for the Packers in this game. It got off to a rough start, and uh, other than a brief interlude in the third quarter with uh, with a potential comeback being mounted, um, this was a game that uh, that the the Packers just got beat by a better team. Yeah, and it happened quick and fast. Uh, one of the things you and I talked about a lot a lot last week ad nauseum. Uh, was the fact the Packers needed to set the tone early. Now, they kind of did that. You know, you come out and they get the TFL on the first play, the stop on the first play, you get them into third and passing, and Rudy Ford picks off Jared Goff. Right. Everything's looking really solid. Unfortunately, Green Bay's offense not able to do anything with that opportunity. You still bang in the field goal, but you don't get as many points out of that as you would have liked off a turnover in their territory. And then after that, the Lions offense just got rolling. And time and time again, Mike, I talked about it. I don't care what Jared Goff's stats look like. I don't care what the passer rating reads. If you allow him to get comfortable in a game and allow them to run their offense, the run to set up the play action, it is going to be a long afternoon for you. Green Bay, as you mentioned, kind of rallied again coming out of the halftime break. But going down 24 unanswered to end the first half, it's not a recipe for success. Yeah, absolutely. The Packers offense just really struggled for the duration of the first half, quite frankly, in this game. They went five consecutive possessions without getting a first down. One of those was a, I believe it was first play of the drive interception that set up the Lions for a short field and a touchdown. And a Packers defense that was struggling just kept getting sent back out on the field right away with no break, with no chance to regroup, with no real opportunity to uh, uh, to to figure out how to turn the tide in this game. And neither side for the Packers was able to turn the tide. And, you know, as Matt LaFleur likes to say, you have to give the opponent credit. The Lions... The Lions were better up front on both sides of the ball. The Lions defensive line and the Lions offensive line, that's where Detroit took command of this game and then for the most part kept command of it. I think what was kind of funny when you think about it, and funny's not the right word, but the fact that when the Packers did rally in the third quarter, they got 
early in the fourth quarter, they get a second touchdown. It's 27 to 17. There's about 14 minutes left in the game. You're down by 10 points. The Packers were actually in a better position than they were against the Saints the previous week when they were down 17 with well under 14 minutes to go. But the difference in this one was two, two major differences. One, the Lions, as I said, were just so stout up front on both lines that they, they kept command of the game. And the Lions, unlike the Saints, did not lose their starting quarterback to injury. And when the Lions needed to have a drive to put the game away, they came up with it. And now, yes, there it was going to be a field goal and it turned into a touchdown because of the penalty on Quay Walker and all that. But the Lions still, they took a ton of time off the clock in the fourth quarter. They were going to add points to the drive. That was something that the Saints were unable to do, and the Packers kept the momentum all the way throughout. Uh, the Lions just, uh, the Lions proved in many, many ways in this game that they are the team to beat in the NFC North moving forward for now. The Detroit Lions, all five of their longest plays in this game happened in the first 15 minutes. They, you know, that was the biggest thing that stood out to me on paper. Jared Goff was incredibly effective in the first half, and they were able to generate points off that. They didn't just get field goals, they scored touchdowns. Then you go to the second half, and they effectively ran the four-minute offense for the better part of 30 minutes. Yeah. And David Montgomery gave you the quintessential, like, Eddie George-type game, where it's 32 carries, 121 yards, 3.8 yards per carry, and while those numbers might not pop off the screen at you in terms of what his average yards per carry were, they continually moved the chains. They kept themselves into second and third in manageables, and Green Bay just was not able to stop it from there. And actually, some of Montgomery's better runs then happened in that fourth quarter when Green Bay's defense started to tire out a little bit. This is going to be an issue here for Green Bay in that they need to find ways to start faster. Because what happens is, as we talked about last week, when you start that slowly, it's not that you just fall behind and now you have to play catch-up. You're allowing the opponent to dictate the pace of the game. Dan right. Campbell's teams, Mike, even when they were a three-win ball club, they did a good job of kind of pulling the opposition into the mud in making them play a hard-nosed football game. They did it in this one. I was so incredibly impressed by Aiden Hutchinson. You know, there's a lot of issues Green Bay was dealing with. You know, injuries were a big part of this game on the short week. But Aiden Hutchinson, for as much as we watched him and him coming off of a Defensive Player of the Week award, the guy is versatile but impactful at multiple positions. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a guy that goes, what, 6'5", 2 in the 70s, 280s, and you could put him at a three-nose tech and – he looks like he's a, you know, Aaron Donald inside. Yeah. With how he's able to move guys. A lot of edge rushers, you got to kind of pick your poison there. Zadarius did it to an extent, although a lot of it was kind of selling out for the to to get after the quarterback. Hutchinson can do it all, and I just feel like since he's been infused in this Detroit defense, and as he's emerged over the last year, calendar year, that that Detroit's defense has gone along with him. Yeah, they're building they're building that defense around. Hutchinson, and it's not as though they don't have other good players, but uh, but you know the Aaron Donald comparison is, isn't totally out of bounds here. Yeah. I mean, no, they're not the same player, and and Aaron Donald does not. I would even say Donald maybe doesn't move around quite as much as as Hutchinson no. does right now with the Lions. Now, 
they didn't Hutchinson's two sixty, by the way. They they didn't do that with uh, with Hutchinson as much as a rookie, but you can see as he's as he's getting his NFL legs under him and and you know becoming the dominant player that he's expected to be as one of the top picks in the draft the year he comes out. The uh, um, the Lions are using him. The Lions are using him in ways that dictate to try to dictate what the opposing offense is going to do. You mentioned the Packers needing needing to start faster, and I totally agree with you. I mean, the, w- with where the Packers' offense has been these last two games in terms of how the first half, the first three quarters went against the Saints, the first two quarters went against the Lions. It's not a recipe for success. It it can't it can't continue. But I'll say this too: even if you're not going to be able to find a rhythm offensively, like really early in the game, you have to at least be able to to have an answer to have something that's going to stem the tide sooner before you get into these massive deficits. I mean, to be down 17 against the Saints, that proved to be surmountable. The Packers yep. were able to come back from that. But down by 24 against the Lions before your offense can can find itself, um, you're just you know it, it's going to take a miracle to be able to uh, to be able to do that. And there are going to be fits and starts and everything with the first year starting quarterback and all the youth the Packers have on offense. Everybody understands that. But uh, but boy, you you've got to be able to put something together. You have to have an answer. You have to have a response to the adversity sooner, even if it doesn't mean you've got it figured out. And okay, here we go into a rhythm. But you've got to have some kind of an answer to stem the tide before the snowball starts rolling too far down the hill. Well, and it goes back to the complimentary football thing. And I know some people in inbox kind of push back on that. Well, they said that's team football. It's true. It, it, whatever you can throw any kind of you know definition descriptor on it that you want. It's about all three phases kind of picking themselves up. And if one isn't quite hitting all the notes, somebody else for at least the time being able to set the tone. Green Bay just struggled in this thing because what happened was even when they were defending the run well early, you give up the 40-yarder to to Khalif Raymond. You have some of these downfield opportunities come to fruition for the Lions. And then when you do get in the red area, when you do end up having these end-of-the-drive scenarios – they weren't able to get off the field. You weren't able to contain those to three points. So where situations where you could have been nine to three, 12 to three, whatever, it suddenly becomes 27, three. Yeah. And now you're kind of having to figure out where you're going to be at in the second half. I give Jordan love a lot of credit. Uh, the fact that green Bay again, showed the mental, you know, fortitude and toughness to come out in the second half and battle and not just kind of curl up. They kept swinging, but as John Runyon was talking about in the locker room with all of us afterwards, that's just you can't do that to yourself. You can't put yourself in those spots. You can't expect to have a monumental comeback every single week. They did against the Saints, but you're probably facing a better team in the Detroit yeah. Lions, and they're going to make you pay for it. I think that's what stood out to me is just the, the Lions showed, even though they hit a lull in the third quarter, the Lions just showed their uh, their – a much better team than the Saints. I mean, yes, it would have it would have been very interesting and very exciting if Jordan Love had gotten the ball back again in the fourth quarter and the Packers were only down by 10, where then you have a chance to get it to a one-score game and maybe there's still enough time on the clock because, as we know, anything can happen. But um, but the Lions were just too good. They built they built a big lead. The Packers never got within one score, and uh, and the Lions put the game away when they needed to. 
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. The big topic of discussion, of course, probably the biggest topic of discussion right now with regard to the Packers is what are they going to do about the run defense? The Lions rushed for 211 yards, the exact same total that the Atlanta Falcons had rushed for two games prior. The Packers are really struggling in that area. Matt LaFleur had suggested after the game on Thursday night and again on Friday, um, they're going to look at some schematic changes. They're going to look at, you know, roles and responsibilities for certain players and and whatnot i'm not sure exactly what that means uh we'll have to see um i i personally and i wrote this in insider inbox i don't think it's going to be some sort of a wholesale change i think it comes down to being more mindful of trying to take away the run in certain situations where you try to dictate to the offense okay we're not going to line up in a way that's going to invite you to run the ball um so I think it could end up being more situational, but that's just a guess on my part. Whatever, whatever it is, the Packers have to start defending the run better because all they've done through defensively through the first four games of this season is with 13 games to go, they're inviting teams to continue to pound the run at them because they haven't proven that they can stop it on a consistent basis. Yeah, and, and where Atlanta did a lot of the stretch stuff, you know, now you saw... David Montgomery hitting him a little bit up the middle. I mean, I was really super impressed by Montgomery. The fact that this guy was coming off the thigh injury, he was actually questionable to play in this game. And not only does he play, they just continually feed him. I don't know if that was the the smartest approach to handle a guy that's had some some injury history. But thirty two carries coming off of a coming off of a thigh injury. He was he was a workhorse in that game. Like you and I talked about. I mean, Gibbs is super talented, but you really don't know if you can trust him as much with the pass pro stuff, and that's gonna be big with the play action game and whatnot. So they, they felt like they needed to run Montgomery. You saw what happened when he wasn't out there for them. I mean it changed the complexion of their offense. There was a reason why they went out and got him and felt like he'd be a better fit for this thing than when they had Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. That being said, for Green Bay's standpoint they have to find ways to consistently get the guy down on first contact. You can't get him either running into the second level, you know, free. You have to be able to have guys coming to the ball. Joe Barry is right. It's not just on one player or one position or one phase. It is about everybody collectively coming together. Yeah. But 
the the thing that is I wrote in Insider Inbox that's the most disconcerting. Montgomery, Gibbs, and Robinson, they didn't have these performances against Green Bay because they knocked off an 80-yard touchdown run. They didn't even really have a run past 20 yards. It was just consistent needling that, that sort of worked Green Bay down. You have to find a way early on in these football games to have that answer. And I think, th- I think that's the biggest challenge for the Packers' defense moving forward is trying to, trying to come up with a way to change the opponent's mentality because you look at this game now, as Joe Barry said, you're not going to necessarily be defending 40-plus runs on a weekly basis. The yep. Lions ended up running the ball 42 times. But when you watch, when you watch the film, it is, it is maddeningly frustrating to see how many times the Packers do play the run well, yeah. but they can't do it on a consistent enough basis. I mean, I, I've put this statistic in a couple of stories that I've written. You look at those 42 runs for the Detroit Lions, take out the three short touchdown runs, which were all three yards or less, take out the kneel down at the end of the game, there were 15 standard running plays in that game where the Packers held the Lions to two yards or less. Yeah. 15 times, two yards or less, and another six that were three-yard runs. So that's 21 of the runs are three yards or less. But what is happening on so many of the other ones is six yards, eight yards, 12 or 13 yep. yards. We, you start getting into the explosive run category, even though it's not 50 or 60 yep. yards down the field. And it's because the, because the Packers are giving those up so often, to me, it goes back to you're just inviting the opponent to continue to run the ball against you and to try to, to pound you into submission to the extent that the defense gets worn out, and then when you're looking for those, you're looking for that stop in the fourth quarter. It's really hard to come by because they've pounded away at you and worn you down with the running game because it's a lot harder to defend the run. It's a lot more physically exhausting to defend the run than it is to defend the pass. Well, and the other thing too, Mike, you have to keep this in mind when you're factoring all this stuff together. Dave M. Montgomery, Gibbs, these type of players, they are born into them that they want to be able to find a way to work the ball downfield it is the if a guy gets two yards three yards you can hear it from Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon too they want to come back the next play and finally break that one right because it really that's all it takes it just takes that one sort of back-breaking moment to turn it ahead a day completely on its head we've seen those performances with Aaron Jones over the years where hey maybe a team's doing a decent job against him then he breaks a 60-yard touchdown and everything changes that is wh- where I think Green Bay needs to figure this thing out. The, the analogy I keep using, and you're the big baseball guy, I'm not, but it reminds me of fielding percentage. You can go out there and catch all the routine pop flies over and over again. Mike, I'm telling you right now, you're not winning the gold glove for 162 games for an entire season if you go out there and misplay a, a ball and it hits your gloves and falls down. It changes everything. You, not that you have to be 100% all the time, but but it shows you how little the margin for error is. and. For Green Bay's standpoint, as you said, that is the maddening thing because if you would not have just shown me the numbers, by and large, I think Green Bay did do a good job of defending a run in this game. 
but it's about what those teams are able to do when they string plays together back and forth, back and forth. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, the Packers offense, only 12 carries for 27 yards in this game. Why did that happen? A lot of people say, well, you have to run the ball more. But the thing is, is if you don't get those yards right away and you go three and out, you don't get the plays to produce the yards. Yeah. And that's where the Lions won this game. Yeah, and again, you you look at, you know, we talked about it in, uh, um, you know, after the Atlanta game. The number of plays, you know, there was a difference of there was a difference of twenty in this game. The Lions ran seventy three, the Packers ran fifty three. That's not a that that's not a recipe to to develop any kind of balance or rhythm on offense, and it's not a recipe to uh, to be able to win games because you're putting you're putting too much on one side of the ball to try to keep you in the game, as opposed to getting back to your point about complementary football, team football. It has to be. Um, it has to be a team effort on both sides to get yourself to the fourth quarter um, with uh, with a chance to win. It worked out. It, it didn't work out against the Falcons. It did work out against the Saints, and they never really gave themselves that chance against the Detroit Lions. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. The one thing I will say, so we're not just sitting here all you know talking about all the, the sad, depressing stuff, is the fact that I, I what I what I did enjoy about this game in the second half, especially, was you started to see what is going to be the the safety valves, the the plays that you can always have in your back pocket. And Jordan Love and Romeo Dobbs, I mean, you're seeing all that reps, that timing, all that stuff that's built up. It, it's taken them places. Now, it wasn't flawless. We know what happened with the interception late. But the fourth and nine play, 15 yards. How many times did Romeo Dobbs complete a first down with a quick out in these things? The plays that Aaron Rodgers would turn to for Devontae Adams, yeah. you're seeing the roots of that right now between Dobbs and also with Jordan Love and the fact they finally got Christian Watson back in this game. He was on the snap count. He did get another touchdown. The guy is a magnet for the end zone. It happened again. And my goodness, I know Rob Domofsky from ESPN.com is writing these stories already, but if you can just get Dobbs and Watson on the field together, both of these guys have flashed individually, together, collectively. My goodness, what the possibilities are for the passing game if they can both be with the Packers. Yeah, this last game, you got you got Watson back on a snap count. You got Aaron Jones back on a snap count. Hopefully, maybe 
those snap counts will either rise or perhaps be lifted entirely with a little bit of the extra break before the Monday night game coming up against the Raiders. Packers still trying to figure out exactly how things are going to be pieced together on the offensive line. David Bakhtiari is now on injured reserve, so he is out uh, somewhat indefinitely. At this point, Rashid Walker is the guy who is filled in at left tackle. Zach Tom is dealing with an injury um, to his knee. He gutted it out, you know, played uh, played the whole game at right tackle against the Lions, but definitely was not himself in that regard. John Runyon injured an ankle during the game against the Lions. We'll see where he is, uh, you know, come come game time. So Packers have uh, Packers have some things to figure out there up front offensively, but you're hoping that maybe those uh, those perimeter weapons health-wise are going to start to come around. And I love Zach Tom. I love this dude. I, I love everything about him. I love his play style. I like his footwork. The fact that he's made this right tackle thing work, even though you and I spent the entire summer saying, hey, he looks more like an interior guy to yeah. me. Yeah. He finds a way. And for him to come on a short week, dude, you and I saw that replay of the Saints Oof. game late. I mean, that was a funky sort of looking injury and yeah. for him to bite down on the mouthpiece and get out there and play as well as he did given all the things working against him and given that he had to line up a couple times against Hutchinson your hat just goes off to him I mean this is the t- this is again he, we talked about Elton Jenkins all the time and they're different types of offensive linemen but they're succeeding early on for the same exact way yeah a little bit of sponsor business here Wes and then I'm gonna throw one more topic at you Sirius XM NFL Radio delivers hard-hitting analysis and up-to-the-minute NFL news that true football fanatics need 24-7, 365. And at Cousin Subs, we have something for everyone, like our Wisconsin cheese curds, mac and cheese, golden fries, and creamy shakes, all paired with your favorite sub or sub in a bowl, Cousin Subs, 50 years of better. All right, as I said much earlier in the show, the Lions have definitely shown that as of right now, they are the team to beat in the NFC North. They are sitting atop the division at three and one. The Packers behind them at two and two. The Minnesota Vikings at one and three. The Chicago Bears at zero oh and four. That is where things sit in the NFC North right now. My question for you, because as much as I I certainly believe that this is not the same old Lions. I think Dan Campbell has changed the culture there. He has proven that 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 this is not the same old Lions. You have a quarterback in Jared Goff who has plenty of experience. He's gone to a Super Bowl, all of that kind of stuff. the The question that's out there is how will the Lions handle success at this point? How will they handle being the team everybody's coming after in the division, not the team that is you know the 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 plucky underdog, you know the team that can kind of sneak up on somebody. You know, that's not who the Lions are now. They came into Lambeau Field on Thursday yep. Night Football and, and, and dominated the Packers and walked out in control of the division. So how do you think how do you think the Lions handle this? Where do you think this goes for them? We're going to learn a little bit about it this week because now they're going to be considerable favorites going up against Carolina. But you use the word plucky. And the team that I think has pulled up that moniker this year is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. They are the plucky team, and they're going to see them in two weeks. And then after that, they're going to have a game against the Raiders. We'll see where the Raiders. That are Buccaneers that game that just got flexed actually to a larger like national audience. Not that makes that sense. Nece- not that that matters necessarily to the players when they're out there on the field, but more of the country is going to start to see these Detroit Lions now. And the Buccaneers have gotten back to what Baker Mayfield does well, and that is 
making games entertaining first and foremost, <laughs> but keeping things interesting. What Baker did at the end of last season with the Rams, that wasn't an anomaly. That's Baker Mayfield football. Yeah. And somewhere along the line in Cleveland, I think they kind of lost the plot a little bit. Tampa Bay needs that type of performance out of him to be able to make that offensive work because there is a dearth of weapons there, I think, specifically in their backfield. Let's get back to the Lions, though. They're going to be taking on a team in the, the Panthers that they're going to be considerable favorites at, and then they're going to have to, whatever happens in that game, they have to come back and face Tampa Bay. They are now going to be the team that people are going to be gunning to beat. I even said to you afterwards, no disrespect to anybody else on this Packers schedule, but there's six games up until when the Packers play the Lions. I think you can make a really good argument that the Lions are the best team the Packers are going to face until they face the Lions again. I, I think, Just that's, in terms I think of that's true. All three phases, everything they bring, oh, yes. and then you're playing them on Thanksgiving in Detroit. Right. That's a challenge. But this weekend, more than any other, Mike, reiterated something that Darnell Savage talked about. It's something you and I have talked about in the past. It is not easy to win in the National Football League. Ask the Chicago Bears. Ask the Carolina Panthers. Ask these teams that have found themselves in these last-minute scenarios and just are not able to pull that victory out. Yeah. I give credit to the Detroit Lions. They've played competitive football, and they've found ways to win so far. Their only loss this season is in overtime. Yep. Yeah. And it has now got them in a position where they can be in the driver's seat. How you handle that, it's going to be an obvious, very interesting question to answer. Yeah, and it's also, as we've seen in this league, it is sustaining success is the toughest challenge that there is in this league. Just ask the New York Giants. Just ask the Minnesota Vikings. Look where those two teams are right now coming off of playoff seasons a year ago when they completely re-energized their fan bases with what they had going. And now a month into the new season, those same fan bases are going like, where, where, are, we, where are we headed here? Sustaining success is extremely difficult. It's the biggest challenge there is in this league. The Lions have got something good going here. Can they, can they keep it and going? I, th I think it's, I mean, other than, yep. other than Jordan Love and the long-term prospects for the Green Bay Packers with him as their quarterback, what's going on in Detroit is the other big story right now in the NFC. North. Well, since 2014 now, they've won, what was it, five times at Lambeau Field, or however that stat went. And then years before that, they went 24 straight. Yeah, they went, yeah, they went a couple decades without being able to win a game in, in the state of Wisconsin. It, it just shows you again. I, I remember listening to Jason Hansen talk about how I've we've never beaten these guys in yeah, Green Bay. Right. And the guy played 21 years or whatever it was. When when the mentality changes, the momentum changes, and just the, the, the psychology that goes into these games, that matters. It matters when you feel like you're a winner. And that speech, I know he's not on the team anymore, but I go back to Hard Knocks a year ago, and that speech that Jamal Williams gave that football team about how I'm tired of losing. I, mm -hmm. I don't want to be a loser. I'm here to win. I, I think there's a lot of people in, in Detroit that have picked up on that. And then lastly, just to further illustrate your point about how quickly things can change, the Miami Dolphins, after completely running Denver out of the stadium, putting up 20 points to the Buffalo Bills, 48. Yeah. in a game that could be a preview of an AFC Yeah, when 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 in the NFL, I mean, it's 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 like college football scores. I mean, when in the NFL has a team won by 50 and then lost by 28 yeah. 7 days later. I mean, this this league is this league is crazy. If you're the if you're the Packers, okay, you got it handed to you, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you get ready for the next one and that next one is Monday night in Vegas against a Raiders team that, you know, they've got some injury issues. They're trying to figure some things out as far as where they're going and uh, and the Packers are headed to uh, head to Vegas to play in a stadium they've never played in before. And we're going to be previewing this on Thursday. We'll get to it then, but 
Josh Jacobs is off to a very slow start. The Raiders' run offense is off to an extremely slow start. Raiders are turning over the football way too much right now. Yep. But I can guarantee you, down in Las Vegas right now, they're going, hey, this is an opportunity. We're going up against a 30-ranked run defense. Right. Who, who's going to be the one that succeeds there? Right. Exactly. Which, who's going to be the one that responds? Right, exactly. Which team is going to be the one to turn the tide in terms of, uh, in terms of those, you know, those negative vibes of a, of, of a certain phase, the negativity that's going on, which team is going to be able to turn it around? We'll definitely talk about that more on Thursday on our next show. But for now, we'll call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team on Packers.com. For Wes, I'm Mike. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We will see you next time. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.